I was wondering if uh, I had times wrong or what you know um, I, I think I lost track in the shuffle but tell you what this time works great okay <laughs> we're we're good to go uh, oh no no you're right you're right I it, this is all my bad you have the right time um, I just got into what I was doing and so I am late picking up the call that, so apologies yeah. for that well coincidentally uh, the reason we we're doing it this time and not earlier is I um, was going to, um, I was testing for the TSA, because I'd like to tell people they can't take water. And uh, <laughs> coincidentally, you know, when you add too much stuff to your rig, um, you tie too much stuff into one battery, your your vehicle tends to die. And so um, I didn't make it, because my vehicle wouldn't start. So Oh, no. Um, yeah, so I was like, okay, well, I guess I... I guess I gotta buy a switch now. You know, it's the never-ending thing of uh, overlanding is that you just—if it's not one thing, it's another, and then you need something else shiny. So it does not end. Yes. So before we start, I'd like to welcome you to uh, Broken Thoughts Podcast, the only podcast that can claim to be the worst podcast you'll ever be on. Um, <laughs> we have uh, we have a few rules to live by. It's quite simple: no hate speech, which I don't think I have a problem with. Um, no, no, uh, admins to anything incriminating that I would, I could get in trouble for as well. Yep. Um, and, uh, no video game cheat codes. Okay. That sounds like it. Hey, since I had a career in the video game industry for over 20 years, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, we're, we're the older generation. So, I mean, like it's mainly speak like, for yourself. No, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I mean, I'm kidding. we had, we enjoyed Nintendo. Okay, let's put it that way. Um, so no giving out the the you know, the code to Contra. That's mainly the you know the the where I'm I'm pointing. I mean, if you want to give out cheat codes on how to get extra diamonds in Minecraft, you can definitely do that. I, that's not a thing. Um, so I'd like to welcome. Uh, this is I'm checking with uh, Michael, the uh, CEO of Overland Bound. Um, he is the, I guess, one of the faces of the company, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you share it with your wife, Corey, and you guys do, you guys have been doing it since, what, 2009 now? Yeah, that's just about right. Um, I I got the, um, I got the rig in 2009, last last part of 2009, uh, 2010. So that that's right. And it's still the same vehicle minus all the upgrades that you've done. Yeah, we've chipped away at the the Land Cruiser uh, FZJ80 1996 Land Cruiser uh, since then, and it's been a really long iterative process. Oh, um, I've watched, certainly, yeah, I've yeah. watched all the videos on them, and yeah. um, I, you know, I just for the longest time I was living vicariously through you guys, <laughs> uh, just because I was like, oh, I I need a Land Cruiser, and then I I you know I drive a Jeep, well, like most of the people out there, um, just because. I happened to get a really good deal on it. It was like, you know, it was, I got to the point where I was making a spreadsheet out of the vehicles and like, you know, and it had it broken down by the price, how many miles. And so it'd be dollar per engine mile. You know, like it was, it got to that point. 
Um, right. I, I'm one of those computer savvy people. So that's what I, you know, it was like, I, I think I was even like graphing out how much leg room I had. Um, just cause I wanted to make sure that it was the right vehicle for me. And, you know, right. I, just, I kept on seeing you guys with your hand cruiser. I was like, I, I got to do that. I got to do that. And I just, I never did. I just went with a Jeep cause it was the, uh, unfortunately everything, all the, all the land cruisers or anything similar around here, uh, up in the Seattle area, it's like they want an arm and a leg and another leg. And then you got to like give a dowry from somebody you don't have just to get a you know, loan for it. It's ridiculous. No, that's right. And they've just become harder and harder to get over the years. Um, you know, at the time in, uh, in, in, when I first got the Land Cruiser, I knew exactly what I wanted, so I held out for it. Um, and I wanted black. I wanted to have both the front and rear locking differential. Um, and so I just waited. And one popped up, and it had 94,000 miles on it. And it was in fantastic condition. And I thought I was crazy at the time for spending um, 12000 dollars on it and and now like to if to buy something like that you know with the with the low miles and stuff like that it, w- it would be a lot more expensive now it's yeah. crazy sometimes you get lucky but they've certainly gone up in price yeah i mean i just was it last thursday um a dealership offered me uh 46 for my for my jeep yeah um, and i was i was i was debating it and then i started looking i was like well if i got rid of it what would i buy and that yep. 46 wouldn't even get me into a new one. Right. So, uh, you know, cause if right. I got a new one, it'd probably yeah. be like, you know, a hybrid or, you know, something of that nature. And, you know, those are, uh, an arm and a leg too. So I was like, yeah, well, I'll just keep it. And that, that's fine. In a couple yeah. of years, someone else will offer me money. You know, that, how it goes. So, yeah, uh, off-road capable vehicles right now, super, they're just hard to find and the market's kind of crazy for them well, right now. Surprisingly, where I live, I, I live in an area, um, Puyallup, which is, it's one of those towns you either can pronounce or not, but it's, yep. um, it's a, there's a, there's a dealership that specializes in off-road or like lifted trucks and SUVs. That's all they do. Uh, and they have, I mean, they charge way too much, but I mean, they have at least, you know, 200 on the, like one of their lots and they have like eight lots. Um, yeah, you know, I always check their prices first, but I mean, they always use the cheap tires, the cheap, you know, lift kits and, uh, not like I, I would recommend it. They're, they're what I call, uh, you know, the mall crawler, the people that like, you wouldn't really see, you know, they're, they're good for speed bumps and, you know, a few rough roads, but like, you right. know, they look like it and they're just constantly selling. And I think, yep. everyone, you know, the same with the roof racks. I see so many roof racks around here that, you know, or rooftop tents, you know, and I'm just like, you're at Target. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> but, you you know, you see that the same everywhere. I mean, I I was just down in Oregon, and so, you know, there was, um, it, the guy had his, you know, his tent up, but you could tell that, like, it still had the, um, the zip tie around the, uh, you know, that factory zip tie around the, the zipper. So you can tell that he never even opened it up. <laughs> right. So, so I'm just like, you spent four thousand dollars. Tell signs. Yeah, you know, I'm like, at least pretend. If you're gonna pretend, pretend all the way. So. Throw, yeah, throw some get a, get a shovel, throw some dirt on it. You know, exactly. just pretend. Take off the zip ties. 
you know, like you're ready to go. Throw, throw, put your sleeping bag in the back. Like, just leave it rolled up. Just put it in the back. And I would, I would admit to throwing dirt on my Land Cruiser with a shovel if I did it. But it, it actually just looks that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I luck out. I, I work in a where I work is there's a, uh, it's all gravel. So I wash my vehicle and then the next day I go to work and it's you know, it's all dusty and dirty again, so it looks like I went out on a trail, so um, I kind of luck out on that that front, but, you know, it's I'm one of those people that, you know, I, I would admit to it, I'd be like, yeah, I threw dirt at my vehicle. Actually, <laughs> I think I've used my winch once, and that was to pull a tractor, you know, a tractor was stuck, and I had to move it for somebody, so. Well, that's good. Um, that, you had the right tool for the job at the time. Yeah. That's um, important. They made fun of me. They're like, "Yo, you're using your, you know, three thousand dollar winch for a pull a tractor." I was like, "No, I'm using my four hundred dollar winch for a tractor." But yeah, I see your point. <laughs> so, what? I'm gonna get back to the beginning of Overland Bound because yeah, it's it's you know grown leaps and bounds since I started because like right. I'm only twenty. Like, what's my member number? Twenty one four eighty four. Um, yeah, that's and, getting back there now. Yeah, like. I saw somebody the other day, um, it was at a, um, I think it was at the Jeep dealership, and they had the, they had a, um, I, I didn't know who it was, it was just sitting there waiting to be picked up. Yeah. Um, and they had, it was like 684, to, I was like, geez, you know, just it's just growing by leaps and bounds. What made you go, you know what, I want to start this world, you know, phenomenon of you know, a bunch of people that like to camp in their cars. Yeah, no, I well, yeah, I'll, I'll tell that brief story. Um, I, I'll just say that, you know, from the, at the beginning, we didn't, we had no idea, right, that it would, um, that would, it, it would attract um, so many folks and that we would, we would grow so quickly. Um, it, it really, you know, came from very modest uh, beginnings. Um, and what happened was, um I went through a bunch of stuff in my life. And like you said, you know, we're part of the old crew and, you know, everybody has stuff that they go through in life. And that was a, a period, a period in my time that was not great. Um, and at that time, I really turned back to outdoors. I grew up doing it as a kid. Um, Humboldt County, town of 360 people, logging family. My dad was a forest ranger. You know, we we grew up outside, but then I turned away from it for many years uh, because of the 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 software um, career. But then when I went through a bunch of crap, really, um, I just almost involuntarily turned back to nature. I was driving at the time, you know, a little, a little zippy road car. And I was like, get rid of that thing. I bought the Land Cruiser, you know, headed to the mountains and, and just was out there by myself for quite a few days. And that's when Overland Bound started. I was like, you know what? you know, more people have to understand that they can do this in order to gain perspective on their life, take some time for themselves and, you know, hopefully slow it down a little bit so we can appreciate the things in life that are truly important. Cause that's what it did for, for me. Um, and it really turned things around for me at that time. And so I was very passionate about sharing that with people. And then in terms of the growth, I think really, you know, our, we have a set of founding principles that are on our website. Anybody can find them. Um, and what I found was that, that there were a lot of communities that weren't necessarily, you know, all that friendly for, 
for people just getting started. And so I was like, yeah, no, nah, that's not cool. Um, you know, run what you brung, doesn't matter what you drive, come on over. We all started somewhere and that's how we're going to run over land bound. We're going to help one another. And that's what we do. And I think that's, and I, and I think for that reason, I, I think that's why, that's why we really started growing is because, you know, even to this day, you know, we bird dog that you come into our forums, you want to talk, you know, you want to talk, you want to call people out individually, or like you said, I really appreciate, you know, no hate speech. You want to use any kind of hate speech or anything like that. You're out of here, man. I don't care how big Overland Bound is. You're just out of here. And, and, you know, that's the environment. That's the environment that we, that we create. And I think people, you know, appreciate that. We focus on having fun outdoors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, Take it. I I grew up in the outdoors too. I was a, I was one of the few that actually went through Boy Scouts and everything. You know, I awesome. Speak. Um, and I I really hold on to the, the the principles that I learned. You know, like how to start things on fire and how to cut things yeah. with knives. Those are pretty much it. But it's you know the the adventures that I had and out there camping and uh, as I got older, I'm like, well, my knees aren't the same, so driving where I want to drive makes more sense. Right. Um, and I used to do that a lot. I had one of the little uh, Scion toasters, little car, and I took that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I took that through places probably that I shouldn't have. Um, it wasn't <laughs> lifted. It had street tires on it. Um, I I mean I think I tore the muffler off like four or five times, um, and Ooh. you know just just getting out there because I, I didn't have the money. I mean it, it's right. what it really comes down to it and. Um, to buy where to get me started where I was now I am now, um, I uh, I traded in uh, one expensive hobby which was a motorcycle and okay because yep. uh, we all know how much those are and uh, in my truck at the time and I I actually you know to buy the vehicle that I have now and so um, you know it is one of those you kind of you know you you know use what you have but at the same time you have to make smart choices because. You know, getting out there with, you know, a 328 BMW kind of limits what you can do compared to, you know, somebody with all-wheel drive at least. And, right. Um, right. Yeah, and they, I go out with, I go camping with people all the time, and they have, you know, various vehicles that they will, you know, meet us at the trailhead and be like, yeah, I'm going with you, and they just throw all their stuff in our, our vehicles and we take them out there. Because um, they, you know, like... You like you said, you, if you, they have the zippy little car cars because they, you know, they they have to commute the you know two hours to work every day, and so they can't necessarily afford the uh, to spend ten dollars a gallon and get ten miles per hour. You know, my much <laughs> right now, so um, right. especially right now, which is ridiculous. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, you know that's the kind of thing. And I've, I before I found Overland Bound, before you, I found you guys, I was a guy searching YouTube mm-hmm. for. Like, like, uh, camping tips and tricks, and you know, I'm finding all these people that you know they're like, oh, you need to buy this, and you know, you're you're stupid if you don't buy, you know, all these things, and you know, there's just the amount of stuff that like with you guys when you recommend the gear that you guys use, it's like, yeah, we use this, we didn't use this before, yep. and this has made it easier, and this is why, yep. um, and I I appreciate that I, because there's a lot of things that. Um, you know, I buy, I've bought over the years and I'm just like, why did I buy that? Uh, whether, yeah. whether it's computers or anything. Um, but at the same time, 
when it comes down to it, like you guys are, you know, pretty honest about it, and that's yeah, I can tell that you know, you guys aren't being paid off. That's the, the sincerity of it. Yeah, um, correct. But that takes me to another question: Is there because you guys always talk about things that you use now, but is there one thing that that's really ridiculous that you? haven't admitted to anybody that you take along and actually use, but it's just so obscure that you just don't even bother? Man, I, I, I sure want to, to come up with something, um, but we're pretty much an open book. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not... You, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're very transparent, but let me think... Um, uh, let me think if there's anything... Um, what, to give you an idea, uh, I have a, yeah. a friend of mine, uh, we go uh, camping, and um, him and his wife, they take, uh, to make things easier, uh, they have, they bought it from like, I think it was like Wish.com, it was a little portable handheld bidet. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just like, they, they you know, they have a blog, they have you know, all this other stuff. It's just one of those things they don't tell about. They tell people, oh, yeah, we have the can and we have all the other stuff that, you know, you go along and they have the tent. And they, they just don't bother telling people about this little bright pink squeezy tube that they take with them. Because it's just, we're, I don't know. If I, guess we're, I, I know. guess we're not that interesting. We use, what one of the things that, that we use, of course, if we're doing number one, we're just, you know, yeah. behind a bush. Um, otherwise we like the turbo toilet cause we pack everything out. Right. So yeah. not, we don't dig a hole and leave toilet paper out there. We, we pack it out. So we use the turbo toilet and we really like that. And unfortunately I can't recommend it to folks cause they don't make them anymore. <laughs> you can't get them, Yeah, but <clears throat> they're really flat. They're really small. Um, you know, and that, that serves, that serves our needs. But I think, I mean, you know, I mean, I think we're a pretty open book, like all you know, do videos about our pack out and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we travel pretty, we travel pretty simply, I think, I, you know, the one thing that, that people don't see all the time in this, but this isn't interesting, really. It's all the camera gear, right? Yeah. Like for me, when I'm doing videos, you know, I have a couple of different cameras. I got a bunch of charging blocks. I got a bunch of lenses. I got like the camera gear isn't really camp gear, but I, I bring it because I make the videos and people don't generally see that. But other than that, pretty straightforward stuff. So on the other side of that coin, is there something that you could just add, like, if you had to, like, lose everything and start over, what would be the first thing that, like, you would go to buy again? Besides your rig and, you know, your... your Besides the vehicle? Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and, you, um, weren't making, and you weren't making videos. It was just you focusing on going out and camping or an overlanding what's like the first thing that like that it would be on that top of that list like i have to buy another one of those because that's the number one thing that basically makes it all worthwhile pocket knife <laughs> wait wait like which one though i mean saying a pocket knife is like well i have an old buck knife that, that you know actually uh um i found it on the trail when i was when i was hiking and i've had it for you know decades um, so I have an old, uh, you know, an old locking blade buck knife. Um, and then we have things like um, the, um, uh, you know, a number of multi-tools, um, mm-hmm. my boots. Yes. Um, I, I tend to wear Danner boots, <clears throat> a good hat, 
I'd get three organizational cases to put my stuff in. Now I have everything on the roof rack. Um, you know, one of the things we've done over the years, but I'd get good cases. I'm assuming that my vehicle is in good working order. And yeah, and that it's yeah. I was just, I was just more of a curious, like, you know, like for me, it would be, a, you know, a good knife as well. Um, yeah, I didn't, I was just kind of curious also if you'd fallen into the, the newer trend of, well, the, the more popular trend right now, the EDC of like, oh, you have to carry all this stuff with you at all times. And, um, you know, have you, no. have you, because you, so, you were talking about your old buck knife and if you find one that you're, you know, a real trusty thing, there's no reason to get more and, you know, unless yeah. you really collect them. I mean, there's. I mean, I'm staring yeah. right now at my collection. It's ridiculous, but you know, I like you know the 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 one thing, um, one of the most you know one of the most key things is clean water, uh, clean drinking water. Yeah. So, you know, if I was just making my kit again, some kind of water filtration would be at the top of the list, and and really, you know, I'm not out there to. Um, I'm out there just to be out there. So it's all re related on, you know, the things that, that, that grab my attention are things that allow me to be out there. Mm -hmm. um, so it would, so water filtration would be um, way at the top of the list here in California. You know, we're lucky. We don't, in some ways, we don't have to worry about climate a lot. Cause even when it's cold, it's not that cold until yeah. you get to real altitude. But you know, the top of my list is filled with all the things that, you know, help me get out there and, and stay out there, um, you know, and I don't bring a lot of stuff. It's not like, you know, I don't even bring games or a deck of cards. I don't bring any of that stuff. If you go through my if you go through my my truck, it is um, uh, truck gear, you know, like spare parts or tools or, mm -hmm. you know, electrical, some electrical repair stuff. I do drive an old trucks. So, you know, I do carry stuff that I might need to fix the truck. And then it is like, I'll be honest with you, just like to, you know, be a, a, a transparent again. I don't really bring a lot of clothes. I don't change my clothes every day. You know, my wife has a limit. She's like, dude, you got to take a shower after about day three. And I'm like, all right, you know, but if I'm out by myself, I'm wearing the same clothes every day. I don't bring any pajamas. I freaking sleep in my clothes. I, um, I don't bring a lot of stuff. I bring my food, but I'm also, I don't have any sense of taste, like zero. I, so I, have, I can tell if something's sweet. I can tell if something's sour. I can tell if something is, um, you know, just the, 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 high, the high senses. But I have zero sense of taste. So my food tends to be subsistence. And this is what I mean. Like I am totally a boring dude when it comes to camping. Um, so oatmeal, because I don't want to prepare a big meal. I don't want to scramble eggs. I don't want to, I don't want to clean dishes. That's not why I go outside. So I'm like, I'm like oatmeal. I am, I am, you know, uh, a thing of yogurt in the refrigerator. Um, and then I'm on the trail driving so I can go sit on the rock and look at a creek. Makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> just hearing you tell me that you have, you know, your uh, taste is, you know, th that kind of bland. Uh, I'll just make if we ever camp, then I'll make sure that I cook. Um, so that way, cook something spicy. That's all I do. That's right on. That's all. <laughs> all I do. Um, you know, it's 
uh, I'm uh, like I tell people that I, I'm uh, classically trained from the school of uh, cooking channel. So, right. Um, there you go. I, I've learned, you know, because I like, you know, I, I hate bland things also. And so that's kind of, you know, I've my my cooking, you know, uh, when I when I go out is, you know, there's I have about just a whole bag of just spices. So yeah. I, you know, but at the same time, I do take a, a deck of cards. Uh, I don't think I've opened them yet, but it was a free deck of cards I got from yep. uh, an insurance guy that was trying to get me to sign up, uh, and I just threw them in my car, and they just kind of float around underneath the seat and you know wherever, and because you never, yeah, you never totally, know. yeah, totally not. You know, I'm not making a statement about any of yeah. that about bringing the stuff. I just don't happen to, you know. Yeah, but um, you're usually with you know you're there's always people that like if you're with people there's always somebody else that has either you know has you know that ferro rod or has matches or has you run out of pepper you know someone else has yeah. you know there's always that you know mutual like oh I got extra because we're all prepared um, yeah and if we're yeah, not yeah. then. You, then somebody missed the you know, the memo because if you're all missing the exact same thing, then that's you know you probably have a problem. Because <laughs> that is one of the things you know you go out with a group and you do have you do have support. Yeah. I have all those basic things, but you know on the longer trips, it really is good to be out there with you know three to five rigs, three mm-hmm. to five trucks is good because things happen when you're out there, and so it is always good to have you know kind of redundancy out there with you. Yeah. 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 So, with um, you, you know, you guys have been around, and I, I've seen all yeah. your videos and your traveling. Is there? Some, Thank you. And they're they're fantastic, and um, I always tell people to watch them too. So. Oh, thank you. I, I um, appreciate. Uh, is there like one place that you haven't done, or haven't gone that you would like to? Still, like it's on your 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 bucket list because you know you've you've been around. And you've, yeah. you've been to a lot of places, but I mean, there's, I mean, how many, there's, you know, thousands upon thousands of trails just in the United States. So yeah. is there like one that stands out at like someone's like, you have to go here or like a specific place? Like for me, it's Pie Town down in New Mexico. I haven't awesome. been there yet, but I, I everybody goes there because it's Pie Town. Um, yeah. But at the same time, is there just like one place that you just want to drive and say, I've been here? Yeah, I mean, so, um, you know, North America is fantastic. If you talk to people around the world that, that do this overland thing, um, they, basic, they, they basically, there was a, many of their viewpoints is, um, why would you want to go anywhere else? Because here in North America, you know, we've got the Rockies, we've got the Sierras, we have the desert, we have the oceans, we have just about, you know, everything you might want to experience. And we don't, have to um, get permits and papers to cross every border. We just travel from state to state and we're allowed to do that. And it's, yeah. it's, it's really awesome. Um, I have been down, I've been to Australia, I've been to, you know, uh, Canada, Mexico, Baja, uh, all around the United States. Um, and okay, this is a admitting it kind of thing that I'm not bragging about. It's not like, I think it's cool. So I'm saying it it's cause I'd like really like to do it before I die. And that is, um, 
to ship my vehicle or or some vehicle uh, to the the you know very tip of South America and then drive up um, to back to California. I think that would be a really awesome a really awesome experience and an awesome awesome trip. Well, that that's a backwards way because most people go from Alaska to Argentina, don't they? Yeah, I know exactly. So you want you want to go the opposite <laughs> I want to way? Start, I want to start down there. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I I see it as that. That's honestly one of the things that I've been looking at too. Is like, how can I somehow, you know, muster up enough money to do that? You know, because mm-hmm. you know, to me, it's like, well, I might as well just if I, because you know, I can go to the border of Canada because you know it's about five hours away, not, not a big deal, but drive yeah. from there all the way down and then. You know, just want to get down there and just be like, okay, and sell my vehicle and move, <laughs> fly back. Just be like, I'm done. Because um, right. at that point, it'll probably be, you know, time to retire to it anyway. Um, but, I I mean, I think that's, that's, you know, fantastic. I know a lot of people that want to do the anchorage to, you know, the, you know, the tip. And that's, I never even thought about going backwards. Yeah, I would just, I'd like to do that. I was first in, inspired. There was a group that took stock Jeeps yeah. um, in the 70s from Pierre del Fuego all the way up. Yeah. You know, crossing the Darien Gap. I don't know if I would cross the Darien Gap. Yeah. Um, they, they did. You know, but that, that was the first inspiration, you know, yeah. was, was like seeing it that way. I, I've always wanted to make the trip down, but I, you know, just thought, well, it would be interesting to start down there. And then you got to get back home. That's the goal. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's they did it, but I mean they did you it with home the, if you make it. They did it with the old flat fenders with the, the yeah, um, you know the um, you know miscellaneous you know they had, what did they have um, like just they had ladders to you know to go across the you know the crevasses that they're crossing and I'm just like yeah I, they you were know, you know, so st- um, power takeoff winches. Relatively yeah. stock jeeps. Um, they had some crossing ladders, and primarily it was it was it was a, you know they were stock jeeps, um, and yeah, and they went all the way uh, to the the Arctic Ocean. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic story. I you can yeah. actually why I I don't know you can probably Google it and find out, but there's a documentary about that. Um, that that's how I found out about it. Is the documentary. Um, I forget what channel it was. I forget, but you know, someone did it, something on it, and that's how I heard about it. And that's kind of made me fall in love with you know the jeeps. And uh, I realized that you know I didn't I would, mechanically I'm not sound enough to own a flat fender. Uh, right. Plus, I live in the Northwest, so it's you know it'd be rainy all the time. So driving a flat you know a convertible flat top or you know flat fender isn't exactly um, wise because. Um, I think it's sunny like four days a year here. So, um, but that, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it's called the, the expedition de las Americas. No, thank you. Yep. So I, uh, it done in 1978, 1979. I did an, uh, an interview with one of the gentlemen that was on, um, on that. Maybe on that's that where trip. I saw it. Yeah, you might have seen it there. Maybe that, maybe it was fantastic cool. talk. It was fantastic talking to him, and he was very, he was very, you know, very honest about it. He said, "Man, yeah, glad I did it. I would never do it again." 
Well, that, that's that's how a lot of things that we, you know, like uh, trails or you know whatever. You're, it's yep. always just like I would. That was fantastic. I'm glad I did it. I would just never do it again. Yep. And But it, they make great stories. And that's... I mean, they they you know I mean they ran into people on that trip that um, they never saw again. You know I mean they, the the desert swallowed them up. You know so it, it was a it was a serious like a serious trip that was truly perilous. You know, um, so like many did not make that trip at the time. So, I mean, it was just like, yeah, that's, 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 you know, that's a true adventure. Um, and I could see that perspective, you know, like, Hey, glad I did it. But, you know, now I know what it's all about. Probably wouldn't do it again. <laughs> yeah. I, but you know, is there, yeah, it's uh, I wonder if there's a, cause I know with Jeep, they have their honor um, badges that, you know, for the trails. Is there a, honor badge for their, you know, driving from Argentina. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. But I mean, it just, it seems like it should be just a big badge and a big plaque. I mean, for something that's substantial. Totally. But, um, Today's day and age, I think probably like any kind of official, um, you know, like an automotive company wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole for legal reasons. Like as long as it's a public street in the United States or public access, okay, because anybody can drive there. But I think they, they, they probably would not promote something like yeah. that. I, I think, <laughs> you know, even the camel trophy races, which, which people, um, uh, you know, many people are familiar with the, 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 the yeah. defender years, the Land Rover defender years and the camel trophy races, uh, it's highly questionable whether anything like that could happen uh, this day and age. You well, know, yeah. Relative, yeah. Relatively, you know, you, people with no experience from all walks of life, that was the idea, coming together to drive these outfitted expedition vehicles in crazy places. Yep. Um, probably couldn't do it today. No, but that's, yeah, that's part of overlanding too. There's that other side of just going places that you didn't think you'd be able to see and, mm-hmm. um, you know, being, it's that waking up and then, you know, seeing this, you know, you're, you go, Oh, I found this great spot. And then you wake up and you look out and you're like right on the edge of a cliff and you didn't realize how close you were, but you, it's just, right. you just had that nice feeling of the, like, even if you're with 10 other people, it's still like feeling like you're alone. And yeah, um, Absolutely, and then having your buddy come give you coffee in the morning, and you're like, "Oh, okay, other people are here." So, well, that's, <laughs> that's... well, you know, I mean, you you bring up, I mean, that's that's a really good point. Um, you know, one of the things that we advocate, of course, that you know, res- responsible land use and taking care of the land. That's a big part of Overland Bound and a big part of what mm-hmm. we do, not only in education but also yeah. actually going out there and putting boots on the ground. Um, but with with the overland experience you can go out where where there aren't any crowds and that actually helps um some of our public spaces that are impacted because everybody goes there um you know if if we disperse if you talk to the 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 national park service um it you know we we collaborate with them quite a bit and when talking to their staff they'll tell you there are plenty of gorgeous places in North America to see, and there's plenty of space for everyone, things that you haven't ever even imagined seeing. And the problem isn't 
<clears throat> that there are too many people. The problem is that they all go to the same place. And that has a huge and that has a huge impact. So part of what we do with Overland Bound is try to get people to disperse. <laughs> yeah. Guys, lots of places to see. Go have an adventure, you know, get out there, treat the land well and you know, get get out beyond the crowds. And you know, it's just a it's more healthy for you and it's more healthy for the land. <laughs> so this is, that'd be actually a perfect time to with your guys is the overland was it overland bound one or overland one i always make make that up it's, it's okay it's called overland bound one is okay. our app yeah it's called and and we affectionately refer to it as as obi one because it's easier to say okay. and because our app is like a jedi it will guide you <laughs> so that's okay. a bad joke but yeah All it's right. overland bound it's overland bound one and it's uh uh, um, events, um, points of interest, locations, places to go and see, and off-grid um, mapping and navigation. Yes. So it's kind of a lot of things all in one. That's why I just I wanted to bring that up because we were talking about going places that you know you normally wouldn't think of going or know to go, yeah. um, and that. Uh, so cool. now I know that you guys we we'll get back in the uh, app here. So, yeah. Um, what, like, as far as your, your people that did, cause you, you have your, you know, video game background. Yeah. Um, did you just like, I know you've gone over this, but did you just reach out to your friends and be like, Hey, let's build an app or, um, were you sitting late night one night and just started making it yourself or how did it really come about? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> That's close. You're close. Okay. <laughs> You're real close. Well, so, um, you know, I, my, my software background, I, I had a lot of different experiences. So I, I know um, I, I don't approach developing software lightly because it was my career. So I approach it from, from that perspective, a professional perspective. So I knew going into it that what we were going to build was not going to be easy. Um, and I didn't underestimate it. And, um, you know, the reason we did it was because a few years ago, we were like, I'm not, our community doesn't have the software it needs in order to do what it is that we do. So we just started building it. Um, and so I very slowly but surely started bringing on people that I worked with in the video game industry that were like rock solid. You know, people that, you know, I feel lucky and fortunate to, to, to be working with. And, you know, they also were looking for, you know, something different outside the video game industry and, you know, um, found this to be really exciting. And like our CTO, Steve Weatherill, I mean, so that guy was the CTO of a, a game you might remember, Command and Conquer. Yes. One of my favorite, one of the, my favorite video games of, of all time. So he's been doing this a really long time. He has built platforms with, you know, millions and millions of monthly active users. So our platform is really robust. So some real heavy hitters, you know, working on the technology. And, you know, I just feel fortunate that when we were ready to build software, I knew, you know, I knew people that, that would do a really good job. Um, and then, you know, there's the business side of it because these, these guys have to eat right? They, they, they have families too. And so, you know, we have, gra we, you know, we did grassroots for, for quite a little while. And then recently we just went, turned to the community to say, hey, 
would you guys like to own a part of Overland Bound and help fund the software? That's the, that's the trade-off. So basically it's like you get an ownership stake in the company that you help to build mm-hmm. and it'll allow us to build software for the community. Um, and we went that way instead of going like a, 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 an investor venture capital route, we decided to turn to our community. Um, I do want to make a kind of a clarifying statement there and that is that it the kind of campaign we did is not a it's not like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter where the people who fund the software don't really get anything. This is an equity stake, an ownership stake in Overland Bound. So it's just like, you know, any other investor, but instead of, you know, going out to somebody who already has a bunch of money, we decided to turn to our community. And they were like, hell yeah, we'll do that. And so that was successful. And now we're slowly starting to ramp up. But we've already created, I mean, the the software is already really, really good. So now yeah. we just, you know, continue to make it better. You know, and I, I, I'm working with the community every day, almost on an hourly basis. You know, you, we've got 40,000 people out there and they're telling me what they need. And, you know, we're turning it around rapidly. And so we have a really good... Um, um, a really good feedback loop for develop, you know, for developing the app, you know, and if something breaks, they're like, dude, you got to fix this. It broke. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, okay. You know, so we just do it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. That's, I noticed that too. Cause there's, there's a, when you guys first launched it, it was, or when I at least first, you know, made aware of it, it was, uh, there's a lot, there was, there was bugs. And, oh yeah. And yeah. you know, I noticed like, it was like, I, you know, I would be reading on the forums about a bug, and then, like, by the time I saw it, it had already been solved. And so, yep. by the time I finished reading it, it was, I was like, wow, that's, I mean, that's, in in the industry of, you know, tech and apps, it's virtually unheard of. And that, that's the one thing that kind yep. of, I wanted to make, bring it up, because it's not even my app, and I tell, I tell people, hey, if you're going to go out and camp or whatever, definitely, you know, use this you know app and you know they've everybody else has heard all the you know the other companies out there that have similar ones but the nice thing about you guys you incorporate your forums with it and that's you know because so if you have those you know the issues and the rally points really help out because that's how you meet people even if you've never met some you know it's just like hey i'm here come out and hang out and to have the support too right like i mean that's exactly it is um it it is it is to to distill it down to make it to make it you know, it is a uh, um, uh, community. So it's it's communication um, with the community, uh, events, and then off-grid mapping and navigation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's combining all three of those things. And that's been the goal since the beginning, because those are all the primary tools that an adventure traveler needs. You're going to go out there and you're going to break an axle. Yeah. You go out there and break an axle. You want to turn to your community and say, and, and I, I, this happens every week. I see it from my perspective because I'm in, you know, I see the whole, I see the community. Mm-hmm. Um, our Overland Bound members just this last weekend, there was a guy and his girlfriend drove a forerunner off the trail. They had to hike out of there. Uh, SOS alert went out throughout the community. We had a crew. <clears throat> we had a crew out there in Death Valley. They went out. They, they brought water. They brought them back to civilization, and they're currently planning um, right now, today, 
a crew to go out and recover the vehicle. So, you know, I mean, that part is a huge part of adventure travel is being able to rely on the community. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the, you know, you have the offline needs of, of mapping and navigation that you're not going to get from, you know, other apps. And it's very, it's very specialized. So, you know, yeah. we really focused on that part, too. Well, and I, the, the amount of people that are just willing to help and, you know, like you said, we'll bring you water and, you know, mm-hmm. come out and help you out and everything like that. It's, you know, and I, I joke around about that, but at the same time, you don't get with that with AAA. So, right. um, I mean, yeah, well, you know, AAA will come, you know, fix your tire on the side of the road, but so will, you know, this guy, Jeff, who just happens to be down the road and he has the stuff, he'll come and help you anyway. So it's kind of one of those, like, I, I see the benefit of both of them, but at the same time, I mean, AAA won't talk, come out and save you in the middle of the woods. And if they do, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. And, yeah. Um, you know, and these people, you know, a lot of them will do it for free. But you still, you know, I recommend, you know, offering to buy them dinner if they're going to come save you. But that's just my opinion. Because um, they're, they're coming to save you and, um, or help you well, out. And, you know, or just even, you know, if you, you know, blow out two tires and you need a, you know, a fix and you know it's a lot cheaper to buy someone tacos than you know pay a you know a high-end recovery company so yeah no absolutely and we do we do it because we want to and we want to support exactly. each other and i but, and I, I appreciate every single person i've let you know knock on wood um i don't have any in front of me uh that <laughs> um that it's uh yeah, you know, I'm not superstitious, I, but you better find some. I, I like I'm I'm surrounded by computer parts, so I mean that's kind of I I mean it's like a stack of hard drives and and like some DVDs, so it's not exactly like, like uh, but I'll, I'll dock later when I I'll go outside and hit a tree or something. But it's like I've never needed anybody to come, you know, rescue me, um, because I've never been in this, that situation, but. I like the the comfort of knowing that since I am a member, um, you know, even if I'm, you know, a, you know, a smaller rank or whatever my title is on the forums, I still get treated the exact same way. Um, yeah. And knowing that if I, you know, if I break down, someone will be there, you know, they'll be like, hey, we can be there in four hours. That knowing that, okay, four hours, okay, I can sleep for four hours and still be fine. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of one of those... I like it. It's kind of that safety blanket that we all need. And yep. it's, um, I equate it to the same as most first aid kits also. Most of the time you don't need them. <laughs> but having them, you know, is that benefit that you just, you know, it's if you have it, you don't need it. And if you need it, you don't, you know, it's one of those things that. Yeah, you better have it when you need it. <laughs> yeah, need but it. if you don't, but oh. when you do have it and you don't have it, then you really, you know, kind of SOL. So, um that's yeah. that's the one thing that I always recommend to people that if you're gonna do any of that or you know be part of it you know definitely or even curious um definitely be you know join up because yeah worst case scenario you meet some people that um have a you know a connection you make a connection of some other way of um uh, that you know may not even be overlanding it may be you know you know like you know they make homemade jam and you you connect on that way. And that's kind of one of those things that you didn't know, but you went out camping with them and they have jam. They're like, oh, you know, it's, um, that's, you know, being part of a community as large as, 
Um, the overlap bound is kind of one of those things that, um, yeah, I, I'm proud of, and I'd I'd like to personally thank you for starting it, even though, oh, yeah, um, it was kind of when you know just you wanted to get out in the woods again, but at yep. the same time, it's kind of blossomed into something more. And well, I I really appreciate that. You know, thank you. I mean, my the the reward is seeing people get out there, and you know, and and that's that's super value that's super valuable and you know um if if we encourage somebody to to you know that that either doesn't remember that this is an option for them or maybe they thought it was you know not attainable if we encourage them to get outside and they and they experience that then that that's the reward that that we get um you know because i do think it's fundamentally important um, we have a, you know, I'll, I'll take the opportunity to explain one thing. We have a, a saying, we say uh, adventure is necessary quite a bit. Um, and, you know, at first, when you first hear that, it's like, yeah, I got to adventure. I got to conquer and I got to go and do it. It's, all, it's about adventure. And, and that is some of the sentiment and some of the feeling behind it. You do want to push yourself outside your comfort zone. And that stuff is important. But as you really get involved and you start, you know, going out with the community, what almost the mo the more important thing about adventure is that it shows you what is really important beyond that screen that you're looking at every single day, beyond internet trolls and people in the comments, beyond social media, beyond all the things that we're subjected to, adventure reminds you what is actually important because you go out there and you break an axle and you're out of water and you don't know how you're gonna get home, the next Overland Bound member that comes driving by that has all those things, you do not give a rat's ass what their politics are. You don't care how they put their pants on in the morning, you are just grateful that somebody is there to help. And that is super important, you know, and, and, and you know, people get that when they go out in the adventure, they're like, yeah, they say, that person saved my ass because I was stuck and they said, hey, do you need me help? You know, so that's like, we don't have the opportunity to see that when we have a kind of a rinse and repeat life. I wake up in the morning, I turn off my alarm, I hit snooze twice, I commute, I sit down at my desk, I have a 10 minute break, I have my lunch, I go to that, I commute, and you get that rinse and repeat, and you don't and you don't get the opportunity. I mean, shit, I grew up like this every single day, every single day. I grew up in the country and something was breaking and I was helping somebody. Right. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't piss my neighbors off because guess where I would be asking for help the very next day. Next door. My, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And that's right. So that's just how I grew up. And I think, you know, I think people forget that. But you know, have a little bit of adventure, go out there with the crew and, you know, winch yourself out of a hole. And all of a sudden, the things that are really important just snap back into focus. And you're like, oh, man, let's stop spending any energy on all that other stuff. And let's just focus on the things that are actually important. So, yeah. So anyway, that's a, that was a very long way of saying I am super happy when I see people encouraged to go outside, have a little bit of adventure. That makes me super happy. I think it makes healthier, happier humans. And just a side caveat, from my opinion, when I venture, and you might agree with me or not, 
when if you look at you know for all the people that are listening to this and wondering oh what is overlanding and then you get on YouTube and so you see the videos of you know people with the you know the My mic was cutting it out. You know, they have, it is. I hear you now. <laughs> they have, you know, $150,000 rigs and, you know, all these, you know, everything shiny and everything like that. You don't need that uh, because... Yeah, no, you don't. There's, there's like, in my area, there's, there's uh, uh, you know, fire service roads that, you know, I could take a Honda Civic down the road and there's places to camp along the way. There are designated places to camp and, and you know, and they even have some sort of, you know, toilet that you can, yeah, you might have to walk a couple blocks to get to, but they have them there. You don't need, you know, the, you know, like, I don't need the Jeep. I don't need, you know, a three and a half inch lift with, you know, the $4,000 tires. I don't, you know, you, technically you don't even need a tent because you could sleep in your car uh, or a hammock or something like that. It's just, the, the point is, is to get out there. Um, yep. and you know, like I've learning, I've been learning because I got the, you know, my vehicle because, um, you know, I, like I used to have a tiny little, you know, car that couldn't go anywhere and, you know, to put down my phone. Yeah. I, since I'm in the tech industry, I kind of have to live by my phone, but at the same time I've, it's, I'm making the well-rounded like, you know, okay. I'm most of the time I'm looking at. Um, like what, uh, you know, mountain heart, you know, like food that's coming out or the new freeze dried meal or whatever, you know, I'm looking at those kind of things rather than, um, you know, like the trolls on, you know, Twitter or whatever like that, you know, it's just, unfortunately that's part of life, but you know, it's the people that if you see, you know, you can on Overland Bound and, or just go and check out the videos that you guys put on, you know, which are, you know, fantastic and informative and then a lot of times will carry you on because you you know you talk to other people it's you just have to remember that you know these people didn't do it overnight they didn't wake up and say hey i'm gonna go spend three hundred eighty six thousand dollars on you know everything right now and it takes time and because you figure out what you need you know and you just go out there and you'll figure out what you need that first day um, and that's the thing that a lot of people, I get reminded by a lot of people, and so I've been passed that on, is that, you know, you don't need everything to have, you know, to go out there and escape and have that adventure. I mean, technically, you don't even need a car, because you could go hike. But yep. if you want to overland... Yep. Yeah, you know, <laughs> at least, I mean, that's why we really, you know, that's why we really focus... There's a lot of ways to, there's a lot of ways to look at um, much of that, right? There are a few different things that happen. You, you do hear... Um, you don't need to, you don't need to $150,000 rig. Absolutely. You do not, you know, I mean, that is, uh, you know, you should run what you're brung. So long as you're being careful and safe and you're within the, you know, the, the operational limits of that vehicle, um, you're not putting anyone in danger. Yeah. Just freaking run it. And you don't, you don't need much. Um, you know, heck, the, the, the Land Cruiser, it was, it was a $12,000 rig that I bought, and I was out in the woods, right, and with, with, with little else besides, you know, that. Um, you know, the, 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 I'll offer my perspective on that whole thing. Um, so first of all, if, if you think of overlanding like boating, and everyone's like, wait, what? And, but that's really what we do, but we do it on land, overland, right? <laughs> so... 
you know, somebody who has a, a canoe and somebody that has a $50 million mega yacht, um, that is still boating. You are, you are slicing, you are deciding what your approach to overlanding is. And there is no right way to do it. And, there's, and nobody can tell anybody else that they're doing it wrong. That really rubs me the wrong way. You know, people want to define overlanding. We define overlanding as vehicle-dependent travel, and that's it. Because if you define it more than that, it is like you're trying to exclude people or you're defining it for yourself, which is fine, but don't try and define it for other people. Because yeah. there's so many different ways to enjoy overlanding. Some people are life on the road, traveling the world. Some people can only get away on the weekends. And there are people out there that would say, ah, if you only go out on the weekends, you're not overlanding. It's like, what, what? That, that's n absolute nonsense to me. If we're all part of the same community, we like taking our vehicles out there. And I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it. Now, at the same time, what I will say is if you see somebody that has a $150,000 rig and you get upset, calm down. You know, calm down. They can afford to buy a hundred fifty thousand dollar rig. Yeah, good for them. You know, so I have a I have a friend, Mike. Um, so my rig, I clearly I did not do that. I cannot afford that. I am not in that category, right? So I kind of chip away at my rig, and then I have a friend, Mike. He's net, he's social pants. A lot of folks, you know, know him because he shot a lot of my videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you know, Mike is in a different situation than I am. And, and basically Mike was like, Hey, this overlanding thing, I want to do it. It sounds really cool. I, you know, COVID happened. I can't, I, I'm not traveling. I want to get a rig and outfit it. And I want to do, you know, what you do. And we've been friends for years and years. I'm like, okay, great. I'll talk to you about it. I'll give you advice. But he threw his wallet at it. He was like, you know what? I'm going to research for a long time and then I'm going to buy everything that I need. And he did spend that amount of money because he can, you know, we're just in a different, you know, we're in a different yeah. category and that's fine. Um, I didn't get mad at him because he could afford stuff that I can't afford. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, all right, but, but good the, on you. <laughs> but at the same time, you're, it's not taking away from your fun factor that you're having. It's, you're not, not at all. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's, that's the, that's kind of what my point is, is that, you know, yeah. you don't you don't need you know it, it's it's kind of you know two things you know it's like when you were a kid and you had the bicycle and there's always a kid that had a better bicycle than you but you still yeah. rode that you know the crap out of your bike and you yep. had fun and most of the time your bike was just you didn't care what it was so you were more careless and you were going off the jumps and you know, doing all that, and the other guy was just, you know, riding it where he, he could be safe because he didn't want to ruin it. And that's, yeah, we that's do the other side of it. On, uh, we do focus on that message, right? For Especially for people just getting started who can be intimidated by looking at expensive rigs. Mm -hmm. um, we do definitely um, repeat that message so people hear it. And that is, you don't, you don't need all that stuff. Yeah. You know, you just need the basics that just because, you know, just because you see it out there, these are folks, you know, typically, usually that decide they really, really like this. So now if you look at the, if you look at the 80 series, my room now, right after, after 12 years of building the thing, yeah, people look at it and they're like, dude, that thing is crazy. 
Um, because you see now, you know, I've had, I've had, uh, uh, we've done a lot of work on it. Now we have the drawer system in it. We have, we just put going windows in it so we can access it from the side. Yes. I've got tailgate storage. Is, your, I've got, is the console in yet? Yeah, uh, the bottom half of the console's in. So okay. we have the custom console. I want, I want to make sure I didn't miss a video here because I've been watching it. <laughs> no, dude, so, it's coming. So I just wanted to make PM. sure. So. PM. <laughs> no, so, you know, so they look at it and they're like, wow, that's crazy. But here's another way to look at it. You don't start out that way necessarily. You, If you decide that vehicle-dependent travel is something that you want to try out, then do something modest and see if you like it because some people it sounds like a great idea um and you know maybe there's some um uh it it, it sounds great and then they go and they live in the dirt for three days and come back and they're like i never want to do that again so there's no reason to invest in things that make your life easier so just taking Corey and i we're the opposite of that, right? You, I grew up doing it. I knew I would like it. But, you know, and, and Corey did too, to, you know, just to state that accurately. Um, but, but we really like it, right? This is like our whole thing. <laughs> so, yes, if we can, you know, afford something that makes it easier for us to get out there and makes it more enjoyable once we're out there, then that's a really good investment for us because it's what we really, really super like to do. So you can do that over time. You don't have to spend money all at once. You can just like go out there and be like, oh, it'd be really nice to have something like this and then figure out, you know, I mean, we're, we're out there counting our pennies just like everyone else. It's like, Oh, we finally get to do this thing. We've been talking about doing gold wing windows in, in our Land Cruiser <clears throat> since we got it. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. they've got to be good. Man, those things are expensive, you know. And so we just recently kind of pulled the trigger on it. Yeah. I, anyway, I, so, yeah, run with your brung. Get out there. That's the most important thing. Get outside. And if you find that you really like it, then do more. Exactly. And I, yeah. um, back to your boating analogy. I'd like yeah. to point out that if so, you know if you have the hundred fifty thousand dollar boat and the you know and then the canoe, the canoe are gonna if you have a canoe you're gonna be able to go places that oh, that big boat isn't going to, and you're not totally. gonna, and if you have the canoe you're not going to necessarily worry about scratching your canoe, so that kind of puts things into perspective too. If you have a tiny, totally. if you have a rig that didn't cost you a whole bunch of money, you're not gonna be worried when that branch you know scrapes across your hood. Yep. And, I tell people, know, so. though, even with the $150,000 rig, I tell people, you are going to scratch that vehicle. It is a utility vehicle. If you don't want to scratch it, don't take it on the trail because it's going to get hurt. Exactly. And that, that, I, mean, that, yeah. I mean, like if you're going to use that thing, the reality of it is 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 it's going to get. But but you're OK. So but let's focus on your point. Sorry, I, yeah. I got a little, you know, ADD, whatever. Your point is is absolutely correct, which is. You know, you can have a totally different experience in that canoe that the that the person in the hundred and fifty thousand dollar boat is gonna speed right by or they're not gonna see it, or it's yep. gonna be a completely different experience. It's just really, you know, they're just different. Yeah. Yeah. My my point is go buy an inflatable canoe and take it with you overlanding. That's the only way. <laughs> so, there you go. Um 
Hey. I mean, or, you know, one of the, because everything's inflatable nowadays. I mean, they got inflatable tents. And, and yeah. So yeah, just, just. I'll uh, wait for that inflatable Land Cruiser. That would be, that would be good. Yeah, I think they'll, 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 it'll be a, a hybrid, you know, before then. So, um, you know, or something of that nature that can't be any worse than the Jeep 4XE, you know, miles per gallon, but. Um, <laughs> oh, man, that's painful right now. Well, side note: They did just sign with Samsung, so the battery that just it's it's getting better. So, yeah. um, but you know that's that's all hearsay from dealership talk and people trying to sell me on a four XE anyway. But still, it's um, you know, that went, but you know, like I don't need uh, like it just goes back to it. I don't need a ninety six thousand dollar Jeep to get out there. Um, yep. Yeah, because yeah, don't wait, right? Don't wait until you can get it. Just get out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I made the switch from a, a two wheel drive two door truck to the Jeep, um, just because um, I knew that I needed more room. Like uh, I needed uh, you know all wheel drive or four wheel drive to be safe. And then um, so I mean I was looking at all the different vehicles and everything like that, and that, that's when I went to the Jeep. So. That in my mind, I made it was like a necessity because it wasn't. Um, I knew that I wanted to be safe and have the you know the four wheel drive and all wheel drive, but at the same time, did I really need it? No, it was just me being like, oh, I can afford it now, and so I'm going to go ahead and you know buy it, because uh, a lot of people go out there with two wheel drive. Um, they don't go that far, but they do go out there with two wheel drive. <laughs> right. So, so um, now. I'm going to ask you this. I, I ask everybody this, and I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the other, the other, any of the other episodes. Go ahead. Um, if, because you are a quote unquote internet celebrity now. Or, oh my goodness. I'm not, but go ahead. I'll roll with it. Well, I, I'm going by like the fact that you, you have, you know, a substantial amount of, um, subscribers. Yes. Thank, and, thank yes. and that's what I, that's why I said quote unquote, because, yeah. Um, you're not out, you're not trying to be an influencer. You're just sharing your life. And that, that's the difference. Yeah. Um, and that really sets you guys apart. That's what, um, there's, I appreciate it. Cause there's, you know, it's not like, Hey, they sent me this. It's like, we spent all our money on this and now we have to make it work. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of how it is. Um, <laughs> but with, um, with most celebrities, you know, like sports stars or, um, movie stars or any of those, when they become famous, a restaurant usually names a sandwich after them. So if we had to have, you know, either the Overland sandwich or, you know, Michael's sandwich, like whatever it would be named, like the question is, what would be your sandwich and what would it be called? God, it'd probably be, um, because I, I, I love a good BLT. It'd probably be a BLT. Um, and what would it be called? Um, oh my goodness! There's got to be a good name. I just stood up because I'm thinking. I'm trying to t- trying to think. Um, what would it be? I mean, it's there. There could be anything. So, just to kind of sidetrack you on your thinking here, what would on your BLT, um, 
What what kind of bread do you go for? Wheat, toasted There's wheat, toasted wheat, and then yep. uh, your tomato, lettuce, yeah, uh, bacon. Now uh, mayo, uh, 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 mayo, salt, and pepper. Okay. And 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 that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much the deal right there. Okay. Um, let's see. I always ask because some people like you know, uh, like I when I make them at home. You know, because we grow tomatoes in our backyard, so we get the fresh, you know, organic, you know, homegrown tomatoes. When we do the BLTs, we use, um, like, a, a rye bread, just because, you know, it's kind of, uh, we try to make it extra special. But uh, that's why I always ask, and, you know, bread and those kind of things. So I have a feeling that somebody each week well, is actually making these sandwiches. So There's a way better name, and, and somebody's going to be like, wow, what a missed opportunity. But... To not make this too painful and complicated, um, I I would call it the off grid. Off grid, okay. Yep, off grid. Would, would it then like would it be? Give me the off grid BLT. Geared on a like a uh, like a Timbo tusk then or something? Is that like? Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good. Yes, you, and you have to make it on a Timbo tusk for sure. Okay, just we, so we would cook the bacon on the Timbo tusk and then pan sear the sandwich, yep. in the bacon grease. Got it. Okay. Yep, that'd be so, that would be an awesome that would be an awesome sandwich right there. Well, if we ever, you know, when that day comes and we actually meet, yeah, I, I will I will have, make sure that I have, uh, you know, the the fixings awesome. to make that, and we we will enjoy an off grade sandwich and then. That way, and then people will ask, you know, is that a BLT? We're like, no, it's an off-grid. And, it's the off-grid. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, truth be told, my goal is to, by the end of the year, to have enough, you know, to talk to enough people that have enough recipes where I can actually release a whole book, you know, like, you know, a free, free-to-download PDF or something, you know, or ebook or whatever, just all the sandwiches that everybody has done. Um, just because, yeah, there, yeah, somebody's, I think one person I talked to said they would want to have a sandwich with this, um, what is it, uh, the dinosaur nuggets would be in it and that's their meat. And I was like, okay, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it is what it, I mean, it's, you know, and then there's other people, organic, everything's organic and, you know, vegan and, um, so, um, but, I'm going to not take up too much more of your time. I do appreciate you, you know, spending some time with me. Uh, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. I, I really, this has been a lot of fun and, and yeah, no, thank you for asking. And if you ever want to come back on, if you got something coming on, let me know. Cool. Um, okay. Just cause I, I do, I record once a week. I can do, you know, I, um, I record even more than once a week, but I typically, you know, release an episode a week. Um, so if you ever want to talk about anything else like coming up as far as your company and you want to, you know, reach the 13 other people that listen to this podcast, um, <laughs> you can definitely, um, do that. But, you know, it's like anything, you know, you're used to, you know, like with your, um, you know, your podcast or your YouTube channel or any of that. Yep. It, it takes time. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, um, I also wanted to tell you also, if you need any graphics or anything like that, let me know. Okay. <laughs> Because cool. that, that's my wheelhouse is graphic design and, and you know media. So, um, uh, and uh, I'd like to also uh, like there's not a rally point set yet, um, 
but I will be setting one for this fall up in uh, uh, in um, the my town of uh, Piaut because they have a there's a um, a fall harvest at my job. Oh, cool. And it's like pumpkins and everything like that. And they have a huge parking lot. And I'm in the process of trying to do that so we can get a bunch of overland people to come and hang awesome. out. Um, and I know that it would be like it would be like a six-hour drive for you. <laughs> but, yep. Um, but it That's was, nothing. That's my backyard. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that I was going to work out that if they came and they were part of it, they'd try to figure out a way to get everybody – um, you know, free food because they have vendors and stuff like that. And I figure if I set it up, they'll they'll allow me because I've been there long enough where they pretty much let me do what I want to do. Um, so um, as soon as I I know, I, I'll be posting that. But um, it, it will be a, hopefully a fun event, getting people you know more people in the area because there's, uh, I've noticed a lot of the Northwest stuff is either Oregon or Idaho. It's not really, there's not much in the Seattle, you know, area, south of Seattle area. So I'd like to fix that. <laughs> so Cool. No, that'd be awesome. Let me know if you need uh, any help setting that up, if you got any questions, anything like that. Yeah, that I'll, I'll probably post it and just be like, okay, um, if I did something wrong, let me know type of deal. Yep. Um, but if there, like I said, if there's anything else that you um, ever want to talk about, you're always welcome back. Um, we'll probably Thank end up you. doing it a different way than Zoom, than Zoom because Zoom limits. It just keeps on limiting stuff, and it just keeps on telling me that I only have three minutes left. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out another way, um, you know, another time. Um, but I definitely would like to say thank you. Um, maybe next time, uh, you know, Corey can jump on, you know, too. Yeah. Um, we'll get we'll get her or you know whatever or even. You know, in person, you know, if there's a, because uh, I know that there's, you know, Overland West and all that coming up too. So uh, I don't know if you're going. Overland uh, Mountain West. We, Mountain. I believe we are going to Overland Mountain West. Okay. I'm still debating okay. on that or whether or not I'm, I'm going because it all comes down to uh, money. So, How much does, is fuel this week? Yeah. It's not a matter of like fuel. It's more of like, Am I working? Uh, because right. um, you know, currently I, I could just you know being you know a, a media person, I, I can get away for you know two weeks and have everything just programmed to do what I need to do and it's done. Um, but if I take on another contract job, then it's <laughs> I might actually have to go to an office and show up and um, you know put on clothes other than shorts and a t-shirt and you know try to you know do a job. So. That's what really just comes down to it. But I, I'm going to try to be out there, and if I am, then um, we definitely uh, need to, you know, shake hands, say hi, whether or not we actually have our, um, you know, our uh, off grid or not. That's something, you know, besides the point. So, but I appreciate you uh, spending time with me today. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And, and yes, we'll either see you in person or on another podcast in the future. Yeah, soon. even if I got to yeah. drive down and have lunch with you guys, one day oh. it will happen. Right on. So uh, have a good day. And that's, okay. this is Michael from Overland Bound. You can go to overlandbound.com and uh, check him out or search for Overland Bound on YouTube. 
um, or just Google it. You can or ask Siri or Google or one of those, and they'll they'll pull it up for you. And uh, I recommend everybody uh, check him out and uh, fall in love with the idea of getting away, like I did. I agree. All right, thanks a lot. Have I appreciate a good, it very much. Have a good evening. Okay, bye. bye.